Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. What's up, Washington fans? We are coming off of a fresh loss to the Cleveland Browns, a 34-20 disappointing loss. I'm Josh Taylor, joined by Brian Murphy. This episode is brought to you by Manscaped, who is the best in men's below-the-belt grooming. Brian, we kind of talked about it in the preview show. Uh, I don't think that the Browns really showed us anything that we weren't expecting. But first thing I want to talk about was that Browns offense. What did you think of their game plan against us? Uh, it was a lot of the running game, and that's exactly what we talked about, and that's exactly what we thought it would be. A heavy dose of Nick Chubb with Kareem Hunt sprinkled in there. And honestly, Baker Mayfield didn't have to do a whole lot except uh, just throw to his his guys and not turn over the football. Uh, so it was kind of what we expected. Uh, OBJ, he had a couple of catches, nothing real big, but it was all the the, the running attack like we thought it would be. Yeah, we talked about it with Adam. I mean, even the preview clip that I put up was talking about Nick Chubb, and he brought up Kareem Hunt of how dynamic that duo is. I knew for a fact coming into this game, it wasn't going to be the Baker Mayfield show. He wasn't going to just tear us apart, and he really didn't. He just did what he had to do and let Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt carry the ball. And Nick Chubb, I mean, this this is going to be the season where he finally gets more respect I mean, like I said, I think he's a top five running back. Would you be comfortable putting him in that conversation? Oh, yeah, for sure. And, he, I mean, he did it again. It kind of started off the game, you're like, oh, so we're, we're kind of bottling him up a little bit. But then by the end of the game, he's averaging 5.7 yards a carry, and that's just ridiculous. That's what he does. He He makes something out of nothing, and he always gets positive yardage, and that's what you want to see from a running back. Yeah, I think the play where he broke two Troy Apke tackles in the same play kind of yeah. shows you exactly what kind of running back he is. I think Adam described him as that just nonstop grinding kind of runner, just pushes through the tackles. Legs are always moving. That's what they teach you as a running back. Never stop moving your legs, and you can break through tackles. So Nick Chubb, as advertised, cream hunt. Um, you, like you said, he had uh, 16 carries for 46 yards, but also had – um, some catches and that one one-handed catch by Hunt. They don't. I don't think they called it a catch, but that was definitely a one-handed grab. Um, I mean, that's pretty impressive for a running back. But like we said, the running game pretty much dictated the offense. Um, and then I want to talk about our offense and our running game. We have a lot to talk about with Haskins, obviously, but I want to focus on something that we said needed to improve, and that was our running game. Scott Turner's play calling and also our running backs getting involved in the passing game. So compared to last week, how did you favor uh, Scott Turner's offense and play calling this week? I mean, I think the play calling was pretty good. I think they had chances. They they uh, put up uh, not, not big numbers, but you had over 100 yards rushing. You got your running backs involved. Uh, McKissick had a couple of nice long runs and catches and then uh, – uh, Antonio Gibson continues to just get better and better. So I think the play calling was way better. It seemed to be a little more uh, intricate, not as vanilla or bland as it was last week. So that was good to see. Um, 
but yeah, it comes down to turnovers, which I I'm, I know we'll get to. But yeah, I, I like this oh, game yeah. plan. <laughs> I like this game plan a lot better. I still think that Antonio Gibson only nine carries. I think that guy can get more carries and do a little bit more damage. So hopefully that's the case going forward. But when you're playing from behind, it's hard to establish the run. But still, uh, not too bad and uh, something to definitely build off of. Yeah, and I think the Gibson carries was kind of limited due to the turnovers and the shorter drives. Um, you know, I feel like, you know, if we didn't turn the ball over as much, then, you know, you add at least four or five carries on there. And then we're talking about like 14, 15 carries for the game, which is right up there with what Kareem Hunt and uh, Chubb were kind of splitting. Uh, Chubb with 19 and Hunt had 16. So I feel like, I mean, like you said, only 22 carries on, on uh, for the rushing game. You kind of want to establish something and take some of the pressure off of Haskins. Um, but I, I, I really like the AJG run. I wasn't expecting that at all. Um, I think that was just a little bit of what Scott Turner's going to do. What do you think of that 22-yard burst by AGG? Yeah, that was nice to see, and I, I don't think Cleveland was expecting that either, to, to hand it off to the rookie that way. Uh, we saw Wright get a carry as well. Uh, my count, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven different guys carried the football for yeah. Washington. I think that's going to be the key to success is mixing it up, mixing up who's out there, uh, staying fresh. But uh, it was fun to see a couple of those plays work. I think it goes back to his play calling. I think it was better. I think it was a little more creative. And I think it was allowing guys to, to make some plays. Uh, just sometimes those plays weren't exactly made. Yeah, I like, like I said, with our offense, we're going to win by – you know, not mismatches because of our the, our lack of talent. I mean, if you're if you're being blunt, we just don't have much talent on offense. So we have to win in the scheme game. Right. We have to catch you know defenses on their heels. You know, busted coverages, stuff like that. And I think that's kind of what like the AGG play was. I saw a couple routes, um, really good play calling, especially in the red zone. I mean, I think, I think everybody called it Dontrell Inman um, having two touchdowns his breakout game. <laughs> I mean, yeah, exactly. Everybody called it. Yeah, if you're a betting guy, you would have definitely said, "Oh, Inman's going to score two touchdowns over you know Terry scoring two touchdowns any day." Um, but Inman showed some good flashes in the red zone. But I think that was honestly just really good play calling and routes. Just a quick breakdown of uh, what do you think about Inman? Are you are you leaning more towards him because we've been pretty hard on him in the last few weeks? I mean, he had two touchdowns, and then he had one catch the rest of the game. So it's not like it was yeah. a super spectacular day at the end of the day. I think he's just serviceable. I think he is he's an NFL receiver, so you know he's going to get out there. Outside of Terry McLaurin, there's not a whole lot uh, catching the football. I think Antonio Gibson will be a threat eventually on the ground, but uh, catching the football... Uh, I think Terry's it, and we saw it again today. So good for Inman getting two touchdowns. Um, you definitely want to see that, but it's not anything to write home about. And, uh, again, Logan Thomas, four catches, 31 yards. It's not enough. No. It's not enough, it, and it, it just shows the lack of playmakers on this team. It, it's what makes it, again, so frustrating to try to grade Dwayne Haskins when he has these guys as his targets. It's hard to really say – one way or another how well he's doing when he doesn't have all top-notch players so that that part again is frustrating and showed its head again today 
Yeah, I think we're extremely lucky that Terry has turned into the kind of receiver that he has because if not, this might be one of the worst receiving cores in NFL history. If we're being oh, yeah, and it, and it might still be, even with how well yeah. Terry's playing. It still might be one of the worst NFL receiving cores out there. Yeah, I mean, Terry, we see what he does. Um, I think still the the big plays are coming from the exact same kind of routes, just those slants and him making guys missed and knowing where to run up field. We haven't seen any deep throws from Haskins. Have you seen, like, one pass that was, you know, even attempted over, like, 20, 25 yards yet? Yeah, no, I don't I don't think so. I think that's all coming after the catch, and uh, I don't know if that's – that Scott Turner system or if there's just a lack of guys who can do it. It can't like with the air core, I was expecting so much more. Like we're supposed to spread the field out, go vertical. Like I'm waiting to see Marcus ball running a straight vertical route. Like he's George Kittle or something. Like I at least go for it. Like at least show some kind of glimpses of what it's going to be. And we've been talking about how the offense is going to be slowly, you know, evolving as the season gets on because they're still learning everything. But I just want to see some kind of preview of, hey, this is what the final product would look like, even if it's an incomplete pass, like he overthrows it yeah. or whatever. Just show me something. So um, we're definitely going to have to talk about the Haskins mistakes, the turnovers. Honestly, if you ask me, this game was ride or die on the back of Haskins. Um, and as we see, we came up short. So let's let's talk about this because we have to because last week we were critical on it. This week is the week where I said – there is no reason, even with Ward coming back, we still had Greedy Williams out, we still had all these guys on defense out. There is no reason that Haskins shouldn't improve from last week. So, I mean, it, it wasn't pretty. 58.8% uh, passer rating, 21 for 37, 224, two touchdowns, and the three interceptions. Should have been four. Um, if Isaiah Wright didn't look like Darrell Revis out on the corner. Yeah, good hit. Um, yeah, great <laughs> great hit for his first game. Um, as a receiver, it kind of helps you. I've seen a lot of receivers turn like corners on defense, honestly, and they say being able to catch the ball and stuff helped them a lot transition. But anyways, um, we got to dive into it. You know, we said we're going to give Haskins the full season. After this game, where do you stand? I still want to give him the full season. Again, he doesn't have great targets, but those those interceptions were bad. Uh, you know, an overthrow and then just staring down his guys twice. He just can't do that. And, uh, again, he was missing some, some easy throws. And, like you said, it could have been worse. Uh, strip sack, I, I'm not going to put on him. I think no, just Miles Garrett is r- ridiculous. Yeah. Anyway, um but those those interceptions were were backbreakers. I mean, uh, I know they were they were driving pretty well on the first one. He overthrows it. Um, just frustrating, man. And uh, I do still want to give him the rest of the season. Don't get me wrong, but it, it it it's frustrating to see a step back after we were we were fully expecting a step forward against the defense that was right, uh, right for the picking, and he just. He looked really bad out there today, and so that's not a knock on him. That's not to say that I don't think he can get better, but today was not a good day, and it doesn't instill much confidence in me as we move on to the Ravens, as we move on into the rest of the season. Um, you know, I'm still going to hope that he turns it around, but he's not showing me much through these first three weeks. Um, I'm still willing to, to ride with him. I think he deserves the full season, but today was really, really bad. Yeah, and you know I'm with you. I think you still give it that full season because if not, 
there's always like that what if like did you actually give it your all right and the one point i want to bring up is people are calling for uh allen and smith still this is my thing if you bring them in like do you really think there's a future with them absolutely not yeah kyle allen is a true backup quarterback alex smith it's a great comeback he's healthy but there is no way he's going to be a consistent starting quarterback in the nfl so you're telling me you want to ride i mean we might as well just kept case keenum and just let him start mm-hmm. because it's exact it's the exact same thing it's the same experiment you're just playing with a backup quarterback just trying to be mediocre you're yeah, looking no. for your Russ. You're looking for your Lamar. You're looking for your Mahomes. We know what Haskins could be. His upside is miles higher than Allen's. And Smith's career is near the end because of his age and his health. You have to find out what you have, correct? Oh, yeah, for sure. And I think I think Ron Rivera is holding on to that. And I think that fans need to, to remember that, too, that this is a process. This isn't you know just about the 2020 season. I don't even know about next year. I mean, I think it's about a long-term success, and you're right. Kyle Allen and Alex Smith are not long-term plans. They're just not. I don't know that Alex Smith's going to stand up okay behind that offensive line, which we've seen get beat time and time again. Uh, You're right, Kyle Allen, I think we saw glimpses, but he's a great backup. He can come in in a pinch if you absolutely need him. Haskins is the only guy on this team that could potentially take you where you need to go. And if you're building for the future – you might as well see what you got in your quarterback instead of putting him off to the side and trying to find something else. So if you're building for the future already, you might as well be patient with your quarterback who just now made his, what, 10th career start um, and give him some time and and hopefully next year get him some more weapons. Or if you really realize that this is it, then you cut bait and you move on. You try to find your your guy in the draft. But you got to stay patient, I think. you got to look at the long-term plan. I think that's exactly what... Ron Rivera's doing. I think that uh, that showed again with his lack of timeouts at the end, which people are freaking out all all oh, about yeah. again. I don't know how you feel about that. We can get into that in a second, but oh, yeah. I just think Ron Rivera is is, is building for the future, and I, I don't think he's going to give up on on uh, Dwayne Haskins. And I think he already said that, and I don't. I think he'd be silly to do it um, three games into the season. So yeah, you just got to look at the long term picture. It's frustrating sitting here after a. Th- five turnover game and against a team you could have beat easily um but you just gotta look at the long-term picture and i think Dwayne haskins has the chance to be that guy if he gets a full season yeah like you have to give him that full season if not you're taking a guy that you drafted at 15 overall and just saying hey we give up we're okay with being mediocre you know to me at the end of the season you, you you have a full slate to assess you're not saying well, you know, he came in against the Vikings halfway through because Case Keenum had a concussion this game. He looked terrible. This next game, oh, he won these last three. Like, you can't just – you need some kind of actual, you know, the slate to look at and say this is the full product of what we got out of Haskins out of a full season. This is what the final product was. We're either happy with it or we're not. If you are, then like you said, you can build around him. If you're not, you've got Trevor Lawrence, you got Trey Lance, you got Justin Fields – a lot of good quarterbacks. I mean, it's kind of top-heavy, but still, a lot of good quarterbacks. And if he looks okay, you never know. Some team could be like, hey, we'll take Haskins. We'll trade you. I don't know. Like, It's not going to be much, but they could say, you know, we might be able to potentially do something with this guy because we saw what he did, you know, week 12. I mean, you just never know. Right. 
Right. So there's always something there, but you have to have a full slate. You can't just say, oh, week three, no, we're, we're done with Haskins. We're just going to ride Kyle and just pray to God that he turns into Joe Montana. Um, yeah, it's not happening. <laughs> it's, it's not gonna happen. We've seen we've seen a good bit of what Allen can do when he was at Carolina. We saw firsthand how terrible it was. So I'm with you on that. I, I'm glad that we agree on that. You know, I'm I'm not pulling the plug. Just like Ron said, I, I'm glad that he came out and addressed that like right away. Just saying, yeah. hey, I support Haskins. Because with Jay, we'd be like, well, I, we'll we'll see who walks on the field Sunday. You know, yeah, exactly. He's either gonna be Kate if Colt if Colt's good to go, he's gonna play. I mean, that's exactly all we got. Like, it, there's transparency. He's saying I'm looking out for my team in the future. So, uh, but we'll talk about Ron. Um, so the the timeouts at the end, we saw it last week. People were pissed off about it happening again this week. Um, I want to hear your take on it and how you feel. I mean, last week you and me were both like, okay, like our offense hasn't done anything all game. There's no like no reason of putting in anybody in harm. And then like the most injury filled week in NFL history last week too. So right. we both agree with it. How do you feel this week about it? It's third and long. The quarterback's gotta shave some yards off here to have any chance to score. Let's see what he does. He drops back. He has a guy downfield, but he doesn't see him. He tries to hand the ball off to a cheap razor. Boom! He's nicked in the sack. And it's a fumble, and the ball is going the other way. That one's going to hurt for a while. What in the world was he thinking? Let's go to the monitors and see exactly what went wrong. You know, this offseason, his coaches at Manscaped enhanced the lawnmower 3.0 offense to a whopping 7,000 RPM motor with quiet stroke technology. They gave him all the chances he had to get that safe, clean cut up the sideline with the cutting-edge ceramic blade, but instead he got nicked on the sack by a rusty defense. He would have used the LED light that comes with the 3.0. There is no doubt he would have been able to see his playing field much better. Looks like he's going to be going over to the sideline with his Manscaped coaches. Grab the tablet, see what went wrong, and if he's smart, he's going to go over to manscaped.com and use the code BNP20 to save 20% off his entire cart with free shipping. That's right. Use code BNP20 to save 20% off your entire cart with free shipping. Don't keep making the same mistakes and give your balls a clean pocket next time. And there's no doubt the result will be a touchdown. Uh, you know, I can see the frustration. Uh, you know, you still might have a chance. You don't want to give up on games. We've seen some crazy endings already across the league. But I just don't... I think, again, it's that long-term thing. I think Ron Rivera sees that this team is not built to win right now. And I think he knows his team better than any of us. And I just don't see them putting up two touchdowns when they struggled to 20 points, turn the ball over five times. I honestly think, had they called timeouts, we're waiting on another Dwayne Haskins interception. And we're talking about Dwayne Haskins turning the ball over five times on his own six times total as a team. So, again, I, I don't have a huge issue with it. I get people being frustrated that you're not going for the W, but, again, I don't think that this year is going to be filled with a lot of wins, and I don't think that Ron Rivera – I don't want to say that I don't think he cares, but I think that he has a a long-term view, and I don't think that a win in week three or trying to you know save some time to, to – to make the score look a little bit better at the end of a couple of games is what he wants from this team. And um, 
Honestly, I, I don't have a huge issue with it. I don't know how you feel, but I, I don't have a huge issue with it once again. I don't um, really either. Just because, you know, after that touchdown that put them up 31-20, to 20, like to me, that was it. I mean, we were coming after – that was another interception that led to another touchdown. So three interceptions led to three touchdowns. That was the final one. So to me, you're down 11. Like, we're not the Cowboys who are, I hate to say it, miles better than us. Yeah. You know, uh, especially on offense when you have that many weapons. Uh, Dak's a great quarterback. You have Amari Cooper. You have all these weapons, and it's the Falcons. I mean, they did it again this week. So people say, well, you never know what can happen. Uh, It's Washington if you forgot. So to me, I saw that. They scored a touchdown. We fumble it again. Strip sack. If you really think that there was hope left in that game, I mean, there was like, what, seven minutes left? And then the Browns just milked out five minutes on that long drive that led to a field goal. That was pretty much a nail in the coffin. There's no way we're coming back from that. And no. and people are going to be wave riders about it. And what I mean by that is, you know, oh, there's hope. We could have done this. We could have done that. But then if someone got hurt, the first thing people would have said is, why the heck is Ron, you know, it's supposed to be a rebuild season. Why exactly. is he trying to get wins? Like, we're trying to take. Why is he, why is, you know, if, if Terry gets hurt, good Lord. Right. FedEx Field's going to be on fire tomorrow. If if Ron Rivera calls timeouts, Terry McLaurin gets hurt like a major injury, we're, we're, we're going the complete opposite way on it. So you have to look at it from a neutral stand. Yes, yeah. something good could come from it. Something bad could come from it. But you take that loss. You had a chance to win this game. Dwayne Haskins throws three interceptions. You have five total turnovers. You had a chance to win the game. You don't win the game by getting desperate at the end. You win the game by not having five turnovers. You showed that you could beat this team. This was a very winnable game, and you just let it get away because of mistakes. Don't make another mistake by just calling a ton of timeouts at the end and just praying something happens. People are like, well, what can you lose from it? You can lose a lot from it, like you said. It could be more Haskins interceptions. We lose by, you know, even more. Like, I know that doesn't really matter, but it's confidence of the team. You're trying to build some kind of culture. I I trust what Ron's doing. He yeah. has a reason for it. We might not know what it is, but he said, I'm planning for the future. So that's how I think of it. Um, but uh, keeping with Haskins and the, and the turnovers, what do you think is the biggest problem with Haskins right now? I think it's uh, I think it's mental, honestly. I think he gets in his own head. I think he he speeds things up sometimes when he needs to slow down a little bit. I think he he thinks things are, are falling apart a little bit quicker than they actually are. And uh, then on two of those, just uh, he just lo- stared down his receiver and just threw it right to the guy he was looking at the whole time. So I think just a lot of it is mental. I think he needs to take a, a breather sometimes. And I know that's hard to do when, when it's moving a, a thousand miles per hour, um, but I think a lot of it is mental. The other thing, I think he just needs to learn to put a little bit of touch on the ball. He's he he's zipping a lot of passes uh, again, missing easy throws, and um, trying trying to fire things in there that aren't there. So just a lot of mental mistakes it seems like, and um, it just it wasn't a good game, and uh, I think that it's correctable. I think that they'll they'll be able to sit down and look at it because when they were when they were clicking for a little bit, they were able to move the ball. There were still some good throws. There were some good plays out of this offense. So I think mentally for Haskins, he's just gotta 
take a breather, take a step back, realize, you know, hey, I made a mistake here. I had a bad game today and, and, and build off of some of these positive plays that he did have. Because, I mean, despite the fact that you had five turnovers, you're not going to win a game when you, you turn the ball over five times. But no. despite that fact, you still had a chance in this game, even with all those turnovers. So um, I, th- I think you got to throw this one out. Uh, tough loss, tough way to, to do it, to to play that poorly and um, get your mind right and come back out there. It's going to be tough to do it against the Ravens. But, I mean, uh, I think a lot of it is mental. And I think we've seen that he's kind of a – not in a negative way. He, he He's a mental guy. He, he, he thinks about things. He's – he he's always you know expresses his feelings on things so i think he's got to do the same thing here and try to keep that in check and not let it get worse and worse yeah i mean we saw it with the uh instagram post right after the game uh like you said it's just it's just a mental thing and i mean i can't blame the guy because you have so much high hopes and high confidence in yourself when it's anything short of what your expectations are of course you're upset and sure. people are going to talk. I mean, <laughs> we know how harsh Washington fans can be. Uh, I think that, you know, that's something that he knows. Um, you just, honestly, you just got to stay off of social media. You just got to yeah. get in with yourself, stay surrounded by your teammates, the positive influences, and not let that negativity get you, get into you. I'm, I'm, I'm one of those guys that I have a small group of friends. I don't just talk to random people. I don't go out. I don't, like, go drinking. I don't... I don't get into negative situations. If I see like negative things on social media, I take breaks. Like I do all that. Like yeah, I'm a mental person, so like I feel like I understand like how Haskins is. And the one thing that really stood out to me is after the game, um, when he was talking to the media, he said, you know, on that interception, I wasn't looking my receiver down when clearly he was. So I I wonder if it's just a thing of like honestly, I wanted him to say. I stared at him too long. I was indecisive. I led my eyes led the defender right to the ball. It was an easy interception. Like I want him to just come out and say, "This is what I did bad at. This is what I need to do to fix it." Um, I I felt kind of weird about you know his his press conference. I'm not going to get too into it, but yeah, we heard about. Well, and go ahead, go ahead. Yeah, I was going to say, and honestly, I wonder if those are bad habits showing. Maybe he doesn't even realize he's staring the guy down. Which again, yeah. bad habits once again, are a mental thing. You know, you can you can correct bad habits. And so I wonder if he really thought he wasn't staring the guy down and he goes back out there and watches the film, you know, this week and realizes he was. But, yeah, I'm with you. If he thought he, he did, he's got to own up to that, man. He can't uh, you, you can't run and hide from it. You know, if you're going to get frustrated by it or frustrated by the criticism, you got to be willing to, to, to realize that, you know, you messed up there. Yeah, and we heard about him, you know, overthrowing guys. I mean, even back to last year, we heard that was the problem. Um, to me, I'm not a fan of this, like, leaping pass. I want to ask you about it. We've never talked about it. You know, we see it on all of his workout videos. I never really see him step back, plan his feet, and just launch the ball. It's always like this little skip pass, this little jump pass. What do you think about that? Are you a fan of it or no? Yeah, I mean, and I think that footwork is is another one of his issues. I think that his feet get a little too happy, and I think that that might be another one of his bad habits. Yeah, you, you got to plant your feet. Uh, you know, nobody is Aaron Rodgers who can move, or Patrick Mahomes who can throw from anywhere. 
you're, you're, you're not that guy, not yet at least. And yeah. so I, I need you to, to establish your feet, to drop back, to put your weight in the right spot and, and, and throw a, a, a good ball. Cause that, that'll be huge. And I think that'll help him with some of his confidence if he's throwing the ball where it's supposed to go. Yeah, I mean, it, it's mostly mechanics. I mean, that's what killed Tim Tebow, one of the greatest college quarterbacks of all time. But mechanics-wise, it just did not translate to the NFL well at all. Yeah. And the more I watch, the, when I rewatch games, I specifically try to rewatch Haskins and his habits. And that's just the one thing I'm noticing. Like, I feel like, I mean, it's like a jump shot. Like, if you, if you have the, the right form, like, you know it. If you're trying to do some fancy, like, fadeaway and stuff like that, I just feel like you don't have as much control as you want. So it's got to have something to do with his footwork and his mechanics where it's it's going over like that. And I think he's doing it pretty often early in the season, just overthrowing guys. Yeah. Um, especially today, that's something that we noticed. Um, so maybe they just focus on that. Like, I, I'm fine with, like, the play calling and stuff today. But I feel like there needs to be an emphasis on, you know, and one one other thing I noticed today in the uh, empty pocket, like empty backfield, Haskins look great. It's when they try to get fancy and they have running backs in the backfield. He, he I feel it looks like he's too crowded. It looks like he's uncomfortable. He gets kind of nervous when there's a lot going on around him. I don't know if that's what's kind of rushing things or what. But when it's just him in the backfield and he's got that empty field, he looks good. Yeah. So maybe we get to that. That's kind of hard to do. Yeah, with I mean, our maybe offense. maybe the maybe the key is just to to keep things simple for him, and if that's just a quick drop back and throw, I'm with it. Just to get him some confidence and get him going, and and boost his confidence a yeah. little bit. Yeah. So we'll see. I mean, he he doesn't have a uh, easy slate next week. It's the Ravens. I mean, it's a pretty good stretch coming up. So, to me, this was like our, we got to see something from Haskins. Um, We're definitely going to do a previous show talking about the Ravens. um, But we're not the only ones hurting today. Um, Chase Young went down and also Matt Ioannidis. We're still awaiting to hear on both of those. Chase tweeted out, um, he's going to be back. It's not major, but I mean, (laughs) people are like, oh, that means he's going to be back next week. I you tweeted something know. out. No, that could mean I'll be back strong next season. Like, you don't know. Um, it's that same groin injury that he had in training camp, it sounds like. Um, non-contact, which is honestly worse than contact. Um, so, red flag. Like, are you going crazy about this? How concerned are you on the uh, Chase Young groin injury? I mean, I'm always worried when the number two overall pick is going out of the game. Um, I think a good sign was that he was back out there on the sideline. I think had we not seen him or had we, um, you know, had he been in, uh, you know, on crutches or something like that, obviously would have been an indicator. But I think the fact that he was out there kind of jumping around, still cheering the team on. That was the best part of the game. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Seeing him right next to Ron Rivera was, was pretty awesome. Hopefully talking with his coach, you know, saying what he saw on a play or something like that. But to see him on the sideline makes me think that it's not a huge deal. Um, I wouldn't be shocked if we didn't see him next week, but I, I don't, I don't, I hope, and I don't think it's a, a long-term uh, injury. Yeah. To me, I don't see rushing him back against a game that we should obviously lose. Like next week we're going to get Molly whopped. And I'm not ashamed to say that because it's the Ravens. Um, can we contain Lamar like running the ball? The, miracles do exist. I know it's football, but I'm not ready to 
risk Chase Young's health for the future or even the rest of the season because I would love to get a win against the Ravens. That would be the greatest thing to happen this season, but is it worth throwing Chase Young out there that early? I say no. What do you say? Next week, yes or no? Yeah, I don't think he needs to play. Even if he is healthy, I think you can sit him. Like you said, it's it's it doesn't look like it's going to be pretty. And the fact is, is this division is really bad. I mean, bad. the the Washington football team is still tied for the lead despite <sighs> two bad losses in a row. Yeah, uh, they're tied for the lead in the division. So I'd rather see Chase We're the Young out there. Fourth seed today. Yeah, that's yeah. bad. So <laughs> I'd I'd. Rather see him out there for the division games. If you could get off, get a couple of wins in the division, you could still be in this. You know, I I don't know that that's going to happen. I don't foresee that happening. But yeah, I don't think you need him for a non-division, non-conference game next week in a game that's going to already be tough. Yeah, and then we have the Ravens after. Like, I don't even want Matt Ioannidis playing next week. Honestly, um, I think his injury is likely more serious than Chase Young's. That's what I'm thinking too. His arm. I mean, JP said it like right away. Like as fast as he came off the field and went straight to the back. Like we don't even know what happened. Like I honestly, I was at work like bootlegging the game on my phone. <laughs> I'm not ashamed to say it. Um, hid from work for a good two hours. Um, but. I didn't see the play where he got hurt. I, I need to go back and rewatch the game, but I feel like, you know, that that one could be a underrated kind of a long-term injury that would uh, be noticeable, even though we have a deep D-line. Yeah. I say the next two weeks, you just play sweat. Um, you, you, you see some uh, Jason uh, Smith-Williams. You see what you got in that depth that we've been building up. Montez Sweat stepped up today. You have Kerrigan still. Like, we didn't trade him for a reason. Um, so see what you got. Don't, don't risk these guys. Like Ron said, we are building for the future. You don't build for the future by getting desperate to beat the Baltimore Ravens and the Rams who look really good by the way. And just praying for a really good, impressive win. Just, just ride it to New York, which I can't wait for. (laughs) That's going to be the sloppiest game of the season. Um, speaking of how bad the NFC East is. So ride those two out. Don't play them till New York. If it's, if I'm Ron. Don't get crazy with it. Because like you said, those division games mean the most. Um, so I, real quick, I didn't really say anything about this to you, but I'll, I do want to talk about the NFC East real quick, just a quick breakdown. Yes, we're first. Yes, we're the fourth seed. Take that with whatever you want. We're probably the worst fourth seed of all time. Um, we're leading the division. Giants, to me, I think Daniel Jones is out this season. You can't sit here and tell me they have confidence in him. What do you think? Yeah, I mean, he turned. I mean, he makes Dwayne Haskins look like he took care of the ball today. I mean, he just keeps turning it over. I think he has like thirty something interceptions and fumbles combined in what a season and three games. So uh, yeah, he he's got to correct that. Uh, I'm sure they don't want to give up on him either because they they spent you know didn't I think they moved up to get him. Um, so I don't think they're ready to give up on him, but man, he, he has not looked good here in his sophomore season. Hurts not having Saquon, but you gotta be, you gotta take care of the football, which these young quarterbacks have got to realize. And if you're not going to, you're, that's a quick ticket out of the league. Yeah. I mean, I, I would, I honestly kind of just want to listen in on some giant, uh, podcast, to see what they talk about. Because, you know, if Washington's like this, I can't imagine. Like, if you think Dwayne Haskins turns the ball over, please go watch the Giants game and right. see. That entire state of New York is just in shambles right now. The Jets suck. Giants suck. 
It is a turnover galore. Sam Darnold um, is a turnover machine also. But like that's what we're saying. These guys were taking like top five. Daniel Jones was sixth. But like Sam Darnold was supposed to be like the next best thing. And he played, uh, I want to say, four years at college. And people are this hard on Haskins. That's the part of me that gets confused at these fans that don't really pay attention to college football. And it's no offense, but like Sam Darnold was hyped up to be like the best quarterback to come out of college in like the last 10 years. And yeah. this is what we're getting. So I I love like seeing how people are like bashing Haskins. I'm like, but I want to hear what people say about these other guys who had way higher expectations than Dwayne Haskins, who played one year in college. And people are saying, Oh, we'll still give him time. Like, you know, Sam Darnold's your future. Daniel Jones is the future. Like, heck no, like Trubisky, he's done. Oh yeah, I think he's out. It's Foles era, like yeah, but and he's he's been he's been around uh, longer than these guys. But you uh, you're right. Even guys that started in college, they still get some time to get their feet wet in the NFL. The NFL is a totally different game, as I'm sure a lot of them are seeing. And like you said, Dwayne Haskins didn't have all that college experience, so we got to be willing to give him a little bit more time. He's gonna have three pick games like he did today. But I bet you down the road he's going to have a four-touchdown game. I think that's going to come. I think he, he's too talented not to have it. We just can't get caught up in in getting in, in overreacting. I mean, we're, we're three weeks into the season. It's definitely not time to throw the towel in. And uh, if you're going to throw the towel in, then I, I want to see the towel thrown in on Daniel Jones, yeah. like you said. That guy turns it over uh, way more than Dwayne Haskins. So I, I honestly, you know, I'm not a Giants fan at all, but I honestly think both of these guys just need – you know, need to take a breath, and I think that you got to give them both some more time to 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 let something happen. Yeah, and then you see the teams like the Eagles, who were just in the Super Bowl not too long ago, like they haven't changed much. You know, keeping it in the division, they haven't changed much. They're a great team, and they're looking this bad. And yeah. fans look at our team on paper and are still this upset with the results. Am I mad? Absolutely. I love winning games. If I wasn't an Alabama fan, if I was like a, you know, like a Vanderbilt fan or something, I would be miserable every day of my life because both of my teams would just suck. But you have to realize there's like it's the NFL. You we're not going to go sixteen. Like people have to be realistic. The Falcons we were just talking about it before we recorded, probably the best looking zero and three team of all time with that roster. Like you, it doesn't get better than that. Dan Quinn should be fired probably, but just have patience with our team. Yeah, We're exactly. We don't have Julio Jones, Calvin Ridley, Matt Ryan, and all these weapons around us. And we still have a better record than the Falcons. And same with the Eagles. So I think the Cowboys, um, honestly, it is a shame if they don't win this division. They are clearly the best team, hate to say it, in the NFC East top to bottom. I at least want to get one win out of them. If we don't beat the Giants twice, I'm going to shoot myself. There's no reason why we shouldn't beat the Giants twice. Yeah, absolutely. I, I agree, and uh, I agree with you. Cowboys look by and far the the, the best team right now. Uh, it would be nice to play uh, spoiler down the road for them, um, but we'll see. I, I just think that this has turned out to be an NFC least kind of year, and oh, yeah. so we'll, we'll see. Uh, we'll see if that gets any better. But when you know n- nobody has a winning record through three games, you know it's going to be a uh, a crapshoot in that division. What was it a couple years ago? I think it was the Rams were like six and nine and made the playoffs. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. <laughs> it's gonna be like that, uh, which is terrible. But 
I'm okay with winning games. Like, I'm not one of those guys like, oh, we should start tanking just in case. Like, you know, I want Haskins to look good, but I want us to lose games. Like, what? Like, I, I'm so confused. Like, I think people need to pick a side and stay on it because, like, if we win games, then it's like almighty Haskins again. Like, ride the ship till it sinks. Like, whatever your opinion is. But next two weeks is going to be tough. Uh, we're going to do a preview show on the Ravens. I have no idea how that's going to go. Um, we're going to try to get a guest on um, to represent the Ravens, and I guess we'll just have them talk about how good they are. Um, but <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> real quick, what do you think about the Ravens so far this season? Don't give too much away. Yeah, they're they're pretty good. We'll see them on uh, Monday Night Football, a uh, big game against Patrick Mahomes. But, yeah, they're the real deal. It seems like Lamar Jackson just keeps getting better, so – uh, like you said, it's going to be tough, but they're certainly a fun team to watch. Yep, certainly. We will see y'all Thursday night. We will drop the preview episode uh, for the Ravens. Stay tuned. If anything comes up with uh, Chase Young or Matt Ioannidis injury updates, we will be sure to let y'all know. Y'all enjoy the rest of the week. We will see y'all Thursday. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.